You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 273. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 273. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Yeah. What's up, lover? I'm so glad to hang out with you. I'm glad to hang out with you, too. You ready to talk to the pod peeps? I am ready to talk. Well, I am... I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for you to talk. You're ready for me to talk and for you to just chime in a little bit? Pretty much. Pretty much that's how it goes. I think that's kind of how you operate. You Like, I get all like, like, ranting and ravey, and then you're like, (laughs) boom, let me just drop a little mic drop in the the middle here. That's totally my style, for sure. But I love that because there's... There are people in in our community who have mentioned like, oh man, when Mr. Smith shared this, it, it just hit them in a different way than how I delivered it. Yeah, so that's I, good to hear. Today I was feeling extra appreciative of your support on this podcast. All right, over oh, five years, two hundred and seventy three sods, baby, unreal, it's unreal. Crazy. So today we're going to bring you a brand new one that. I don't think I've ever done this specifically, but we were joking. There's times when I look back through my <laughs> podcast and I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. You know, it reminds me of one of those like Simpsons did it kind of thing where they're like, oh, well, Simpsons already done it. Simpsons already done mm-hmm. it. Yep. That was a South Park. I episode. don't think I've ever done this as in depth. So what we're going to talk about is how to share personal development with other people in your life. Mm-hmm. This can be one of the stickiest, most challenging growing pains of you growing. And then how the hell do I explain that to my mom or my sister-in-law or my workplace or whoever yeah. else that you're typically associating with? So we're going to jump into that. And I'm going to give you actually some very specific things about what not to do, what does not work. Hmm. And then we're going to talk about four specific tactics or sort of conversation hacks that you could employ immediately, depending on your personality, to help you kind of wade through these waters a little bit more seamlessly. Convo hacks. Convo hacks. (laughs) Convo hacks 2000. All right. So, but as you know, my lovely partner over here has a a pretty kick-ass segment coming up. And we call it the... Would you rather... Today's would you rather is... Would you rather have a ding sound every time you wink? <laughs> oh my god, that's rad. Or have the pew pew sound every time you make a finger gun. Oh, oh, this one's tough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, okay. Okay, let me, let's just walk through this real quick <laughs> okay, because my first it, thought is, okay, we've got everything going on with this like Me Too movement. Sure. And, you know, there's this heightened element of noticing non-consensual advances and things like that. So I think about if I got catcalled and I just went like, pew, pew. I don't know if that would really be as like jarring as if I winked back at them because they're expecting you to be like, uh, grossed out. But what if I winked back at him? Like, uh, no, I have the upper hand and I've got a powerful sound effect. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't believe you took it there. 
social justice warrior here. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's on the forefront of everyone's mind, which is good. You know, I th- I think just for comedic effect, I'm going to go with Pew Pew. <laughs> so great. I would love you, like, you to be at business networking meetings and stuff, and you're like... Pew pew. <laughs> okay, wait. So, so <laughs> you, the gun. So for both of them, it's just a sound effect that happens. Yeah, it's not you. It's actually a sound effect that happens just out in the ether. How rad would that be, though? Just like if I was looking over at you and I was just like, wink, ding, ding. Like how rad? <laughs> I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the wink. I think because it's also more inconspicuous. So if somebody was like. Did you hear that? Did I could that, be like, no, I don't. Did that just happen? But if it's like, pew, pew, you know, <laughs> it's, it's and, and you're also doing these hand motions, yeah. I'm going to go with the wink, but, so, and you're going with the hand. <laughs> this of course. One, this one's The cr- five-year-old in me just came right on out for that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I know. <laughs> so, little insider scoop, since I know you guys love this. Mr. Smith's mom would always say, I, I wanted a whole, just truckload of kids. I wanted like 10 kids. And then I had your husband, and I decided that I did not want to. <laughs> so I could certainly relate and understand what you, you were imagine like. Imagine if your kids, like every time they made a finger gun, it went pew pew, like for real. Oh my gosh, nightmare! Nightmare. That's like one of those toys that you cannot take away, or you can't take the battery out. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck kind of manufacturing was this? That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather <laughs> before we go down this total non-personal development rabbit hole. And we talk about that actually every single week over in my After Hours community. It is a private Facebook group essentially that I've created specifically for podcast listeners so that we can commune and connect. And I do additional trainings every single week, sounding off on things that have come up from the audience or the audience, the the clubsters and we tackle stuff that's going on and there's always extra freebies and there's a resource vault and on Mondays we know we talk about the would you rather and everyone has to kind of defend their position mm-hmm. of why they would choose what they would choose and it's hilarious and it's also really fun to see people's rationale it's like it impressive like yeah like, okay oh, you thought you went you took it there I'm gonna okay. change my stance on that yeah, all yeah. right <laughs> so if you want to come join in on the party, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you right over to the After Hours community. I run a very tight ship, so it's not like a lot of other Facebook groups where you get in there and you're like, this is not what it is. Everyone's selling their own shit and mm-hmm. linking to dumb stuff. We always stay on point. So if you're looking for further support, come hang out with us. That sounds fun. Let's Mr. Do it. Smith hangs out. He 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 cracks the whip on the, the would, would you rather that yeah. people try to say neither or both, and he's like, that's not gonna work. Not a would you rather? Yeah. All right, let's jump into this idea of how to share personal development with other people in your world. This is probably, as I mentioned earlier, one of the the biggest growing pains that we go through as we start to grow and develop, and. It can be really challenging because what's happening for you is a lot of things are unlocking, you're getting clarity, most of the time you're feeling a shit ton better because you're being a lot nicer to yourself, you've learned how to contend with fear a little bit differently, maybe speaking up or boundaries, things like that, and then you're around other people who remind you of how you used to operate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when that happens... It is our instinct to go, oh, my God, let me tell you what to do instead. Right. Right? And, and they're like, what cult did you join? 
it yeah. really it, it's very similar to that whole MLM seaweed oh, wrap, yeah. <laughs> leggings, <laughs> mascara, whatever that somebody's they drink the Kool-Aid, they're so excited, they're pumped up and they want to share their amazing opportunity with you. Now, do I think that personal development falls in that exact same vein? No. But what I'm saying is just because you are on cloud nine and it was such an amazing solution for you does not mean that the other person is ready to hear that. Board, yeah. It could still be the most amazing solution for them. You might be spot on that it is going to be very helpful, but they might be in a place where they cannot hear you. That's right. That's what you have to be aware of. Have you ever had those situations where maybe you you told your mom something or you told your, I don't know, your spouse something over and over again? Like, I'll give you an example. I remember telling my mom all the things about what she should or shouldn't consume as far as hormones in meat, right? I'm very particular mm. about processed foods and things like that, right? So I'm just schooling her, telling her all my awesome information that I just learned about how meat's processed and hormones and related to all these sorts of diseases and blah, blah, blah. So I'm telling her, telling her all the time, telling her exactly what she should do. Does she change anything? Absolutely not. Then she goes to a naturopath who tells her the exact same things. <laughs> and then the she best? comes back to me going like, oh, Amy, did you know that like, and I was like, oh <laughs> my God. They just can't hear it from certain angles. Yeah. So there's a couple things that are happening. One, that person's not ready to hear it, perhaps. Or two, you're coming at them, telling them, here's what you need to do. And almost always, unless we're actually asking for advice, we don't even hear that. We do, we disregard that. We go, oh, so-and-so is really into this whole thing, meat thing, or mm-hmm. so-and-so is really into this whole like hippie movement online. Or <laughs> they, they disregard you because what you're not doing is you're not connecting to them and where they are right. and what's going on for them at this moment in time. So we're going to talk about that. So there's typically, before I jump into these specific tactics that you can start to employ, I want to talk about three things to kind of be aware of. And you can kind of look at the people in your life and say, where do they kind of fall in these three broad categories? Now, these three categories are, like I said, extremely broad, and they're not the only responses you're going to get. But typically, if you've just taken a course, for instance, I prep We do an entire module on this in Deep Down and Dirty because I want to teach people how to kind of enter the real world now that you're so fucking empowered, now that you believe you're enough, all of that stuff. And now you're going into work and your, you know, subordinate still wants to talk shit the way you used to or like, how do you start really changing that? So you will start to engage with people differently and you usually see one of these responses. You'll see... They are totally stoked and on board because they've already been there and they've been waiting for you to catch up. Yeah. These are usually your friends who got you involved in the podcast, you know, got you to start listening here or the ones who have invited you to personal development conferences or sent you links to workshops. Those are usually your friends that once you get there, they are like, yes, oh my God, I'm so glad you drank the same Kool-Aid and you know it's possible for you. Yeah. Right? It's really liberating. Then you'll have a handful of people who usually respond with, how nice for you. They're genuinely happy that you found the answer, Mm -hmm. but they're not really ready or interested or hungry to hear about that being infused into their world. They are usually still in just in a place where 
they aren't necessarily searching for the solution or if they're searching for a solution to their sort of emotional pain, like the not enoughness, they're going different routes. They might search out therapy. They might search out acupuncture or chiropractic work or naturopath, or they might still be in detrimental behavior. They might be trying to change how they feel through overeating, over drinking, overworking, the mm. things that you might be remembering from your past, the ways that you may have coped in the past, right? Yeah. So- Either way, no matter what category they fall in, essentially they're saying, I'm happy for you, and that's not what I – I don't want to dig deeper necessarily. Yeah. So if you keep rattling on, telling them all these things, it's likely they're glazing over and nothing's really sinking in. So we'll talk about kind of the antithesis to that and get in, really being able to make a more of a mark. The third way that – People sometimes respond to you. I would sadly say this is usually the most common. They will either make you wrong or make fun of you for getting involved in that. And Uh it's the one that's not receptive. They're not on board. This is the clients I have that their husbands or wives think that – Therapy is a hoax. Personal mm. development's a hoax. All you got if you want to make stuff happen sure, in your life, yeah. just go do it. Right. So they are they, they will sometimes ridicule you. This depends on your circumstance, depends on the people in your world, but usually it's not super biting and acrimonious like that. Usually it's just kind of jokey. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, well, you're into all that hippie shit. Or right, you're into yeah. all that new age shit. Yeah, yeah. Or like, okay, don't please don't come at me with all of your sage burning and your fucking chakras. <laughs> like, you know, they, they lump all holistic stuff into one massive category and brand you sort of as such. And they don't buy into that. So it's easier for them to make fun of. That's typically what we experience the most. Now, if you aren't implementing a lot of the communication tactics that we've talked about on the show, it's likely that if somebody gives you shit about it, you retaliate. Mm-hmm. You get pissed and you don't really advocate for your cause very well, right? right? Right, So let's talk about what not to do. Now, if I haven't underlined this enough, what you have got To avoid, my friends, if you want to make any type of an impact, you have got to not tell them what to do. Oh, man. Okay? Yeah. uh, I mean, that's probably good advice for anything. (laughs) It really – it truly is. But it's definitely – it's really potent with personal development. Because a lot of times you are – stoked. So for Mm -hmm. instance, every time I do a retreat, which shout out to all my retreaters, I'm going to Mexico this weekend. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to connect with you guys. But we always talk about this element of reentry, going back and dealing with people that you that you might look at them and see your old self or Mm -hmm. see limited thoughts that you used to hold. I think it's also pumped. Oh I'm sorry. It's 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 also like kind of saying putting your finger in their face like I'm more evolved than you. It's condescending. It can and be. And it can be condescending. And then people put up boundaries immediately when they get that feel. Yep. They're you like know. walls up. Yep. You're being a dick. And I'm not going to receive. Yeah. Exactly. Great point. But there's a reason why we talk about this, you know, because it is incredibly common. And a lot of times what happens is we we it's coming from such a good place. Like we love that person. Yeah. We see opportunities for them. But it's same is true for like, you know, a 
the anecdote that I shared about with my mom, or maybe you have somebody in your family who's an addict and you know, if you just got clean or if you quit this, or if you got back into the job field or whatever you see as the solution for somebody, they have to decide. And if you keep beating it down their throat, it's likely that they have so many walls up that they are not even interested. Right? Yeah. All right, so we've underlined that. So no, no matter if they fall in that three, those three categories, they're stoked and they're totally on board. They're happy for you, but not necessarily for them. Or they make fun of you, make you wrong. Please refrain from telling them what they need to do. Even if they're super evolved. Even yeah. if it's like, I mean, certainly share things, of course. But let's talk about what to do instead. Ways that you can actually share personal development with people that is so much more disarming, more palatable, and they will be largely more receptive. The first place you can can start to share from is from a place of experience. When I went to coaching school many, many moons ago, the Coaches Training Institute had a phrase called offer and invite. Hmm. And it was specifically around actually coaching somebody. But I have found that idea to be really helpful for me not just as a coach, but in my day in day out life, when I'm like, hey, I've got this idea. I'd love to share it with you. Are you up for it? It's an offering. It's an invitation. Think about like if you invite somebody to anything, it's out of courtesy. It's like, yeah. hey, if you want this opportunity, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go. Sure. So offering and inviting, sharing from your personal experience. Let me tell you what this, who this is great for. And then we'll talk about kind of how it sounds. It's great if the person that you're talking to or conversing with is struggling with something that you have direct experience with. Perfect example for many women out there, we're used to colluding with friends and family sometimes about our weight, about our body image. So you might have done a lot of work with that and changed how you speak to yourself and you're starting to feel way more harmonious with your body and then now you're around your bestie who is just talking mad shit to her body and your instinct is like, oh my God, you don't have to do that. You really don't have to talk to yourself like Mm -hmm. that. Let me tell you what to do differently. So stop yourself in that situation. But these are the people that I'm talking about where you you used to be them, you know, kind of thing. And this can also be really advantageous, not necessarily if it's something that you have direct experience with, but just that you have a really great resource for them, or maybe you were involved in a class and somebody shared something anecdotally that really triggered you and you're like, oh, I think I think my sister could really benefit from that, or I think my mom could really benefit from that. I will also say that I have seen this pattern too, this is just a slight caveat, with people who are always focused on everything that everybody else should do. Mm, And every time they hear personal development on a podcast or on a meme or anything like that, they immediately think of all these people to send it to. Become an expert, yeah. And they stop working on themselves. Mm -hmm. They stop looking at like, well, how does that actually apply to me? Or what's the next step for me? So just watch yourself because it really is awesome and it's noble to share and you deserve to still stay focused on you. So so keep an eye out for that. All right. So sharing from experience, great if they're struggling with something that you've already made headway with or if you know of something that may help. The key with this is to ask for permission to share. So you would say something like, hey, you know what? I, as you know, I have 
totally been in that same boat with my weight. And you know, I've struggled with my skin and, and acne and have been really mean to myself. And I, I've actually shifted a lot of that lately. I'm totally happy to share that with you. Or do you have any interest? I don't want to like talk your ear off, but it was massively helpful for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see how non-threatening it is? And it's also, here's what I've got. Are you interested? Right, right. Instead of ramming it down their throat. Instead of, you know what you need to do? Right. right. You have got to stop talking to yourself like that. You have did it. And that works on some friends, tough sure, love friends. Yeah, some people you have know, that it, relationship, but. You really can't go wrong by just asking for the permission. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like a, it. it's also an exercise in vulnerability in sharing. Here's what I really struggled with. And, you know, I feel so much better. Or I've actually found a couple of things that have been super helpful for me. Do you ha- have any interest in me telling you? I'm, you know, that sort of a, a delivery. I'm not sure if you're getting to this, but it seems like there should be an action speak louder than words category here. Oh, you did you look at my notes? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> God damn it. I swear over the last two decades we're starting to mold into one person. <laughs> A really sexy evolved person. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Wonder Twin Powers activate. activate. <laughs> okay. Right. Everyone's like Bleh. gross. <laughs> Smith's gross. <laughs> All right, so number two, this is very similar to sharing from your own personal experience, but it's calling out your pull to tell them what to do. So it's sharing from your gut instinct and calling it out. So it would sound like this. You know what? I'm going to be so honest with you. When you just said that about your weight, when you just said that about your skin, I learned this incredible tip and my my instinct is just like to tell you all about it. Or I just want to tell you what mm. you should do. And I know that might be like, I don't want to hear it. Do you have any interest? So it's it's a slight change with the one that I was talking about as number one. This one is different in the sense that you are acknowledging like, oh my God, everything in me wants to tell you what to do. (laughs) And I am sure that is not helpful. And you have to say that out loud Mm -hmm. because that's also really disarming. And that's also saying, I care about what's happening with you. I care about you so much that I'm actually telling you and getting out of my own ego space and saying, I'm just excited and I would love to share it with you, but yeah. I get it if you're not. What do you think? The other thing that you can do with both of these approaches, pretty much with any approach, is to say something specifically to leave the door open so that you're saying, like, I, I'd so am not going to, you know, throw anything down your throat or constantly be tagging you on shit. But I just want you to know my door is always open. If it's two years from now, five years, 10 years, I just want you to know that if you ever have anything you want to share, I'm around. Really, Hmm. no strings attached, real chill, right? Yeah, that's great. But that way, it's not like, oh my gosh, my sister was always trying to talk me into this, and now I'm kind of into it, and now I don't know how to, now I don't know how to kind of talk to her that I'm into what she's into, right? So (laughs) get that corn out of my face. Oh my gosh. Just a little nacho All right. So that's a very easy one. That's just kind of calling out, here's my tendency. I want to tell you what to do. Do you even want to hear it? 
kind of thing. This is also, by the way, extremely useful with intimate partnerships on totally unrelated topics. Mm-hmm. Like when you're like when your partner comes home and they're so pissed about something that's happened at work and you're like, well, you know what you need to do? You need to tell your boss this and you need to stop letting Karen boss you around <laughs> and you start giving them this whole di- diagnostic uh, protocol. Here's what you need to do. Instead, if you just say, oh, babe, it kills me to see you in this pain. I swear my instinct is I want to tell you everything to do. Tell you all the things. Yeah. What do you actually need from me? What do you need from me? I know. I love that tool. That's a great tool. It We do use it nonstop. And it's also really great because you don't have to get – you don't have to come up with a solution. Yeah. You can do it together or that might not even be the goal. Right. Anyway, so that's part of number two. Number three – Share with positive games. This is one of the lightest ways that you can you can start infusing sort of positive or personal development, self-love sort of concepts into your conversations. So I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. And I don't mean like a full-on game. I just mean something that's a little lighter, a little more playful. When I used to work in cosmetics many moons ago, prior – actually, yeah, this was probably early 2000s. So we're talking 15 years ago-ish. Wow. I, when I would have clients in my chair to do their makeup and they would immediately start talking shit on themselves. They'd be like, oh my gosh, I haven't plucked my eyebrows forever. And they would do all this disclaimer about why their face wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. right? Or as we were taking like an hour to apply the makeup and obviously I fucking talk, <laughs> we start learning a lot of things and they're sharing like, oh, I'm just really nervous about this event I'm going to, or they'll start talking shit on themselves. So I would stop people and I would go, all right. Next time I hear one negative comment from you, I'm going to need to hear three things that you love about yourself. I love it. So it, so it was kind of false, false like, now, now, now. But it was a way for me to playfully say, like, you got to stop talking shit to yourself, right? But I don't know these people. It's not like I can have this intimate heart to heart. So it was a fun way to say, like, hey, I don't tolerate that negative self-talk. Let's Let's try to be more positive, right? And I would do it. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing is you have to follow through. So I'd be like, ah, no negative self-talk. Tell me three things, three <laughs> things. And then if they couldn't do it, I would say, here's what I've noticed so far. I've noticed that you have an extremely big heart. Mm-hmm. Or I've also noticed that you have gorgeous eyelashes. I know you're obsessed with your brows, but my God. And how kind of you to orchestrate this entire event for so-and-so. Like, how kind of you? Whatever. So if they won't do it, I did it. Yeah. And – This was me as a makeup artist. This was well before I ever got involved in personal development. You've always been a life coach, though. (laughs) You've always told me that. You have have been. You always have been. So sharing with – I don't want to overstep that. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Do you see what I'm doing? I'm allowing. I do see I'm allowing. (laughs) I'm leading by example. Do you see what I did there? Do you see what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) So the number three is sharing with positive games. Another thing that I did – Years after that, actually, still working in makeup artistry is when I would go into my workplace, I just started getting in a habit of asking everybody, what's, what are you thankful for today? Mm -hmm. What are you grateful for today? And and most of the time people got really into it and they'd be like, you know what? Thank you for asking that. I am so thankful. And they just, it was positive. It felt good. Yeah. Right. And then there were certain people who at the workplace wouldn't. They'd be like, you know what? Nothing. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds like it's really an uncomfortable place to be. Right. That must be horrible to have nothing to be grateful for. Oh, well, 
I'm grateful for this. And then I would like, off on your next, yeah. <laughs> I would be off on the next person because I think it's really about where can you affect change? And I knew that I could lead by example in that regard. So start getting creative with those sorts of things. Um, you can make it really silly. Like a friend, every time they say something negative about their body, you're going to smother them with like a huge embrace or you're going to kiss them all over their face <laughs> or something that's like physical but More fun, fun yeah. and amorous. And again, it depends on the nature of the relationship. Of so number one, sharing from your own personal experience, always offering and inviting. Number two, sharing by acknowledging that you are dying to tell them what to do, still leaving that door open. Three, sharing through positive games. And then number four, sharing by your own boundaries and speaking up. This is what you were talking about. This is the leading by example. This might be a situation where because there are, let's say there's a handful of you and your girlfriends or or guy friends, whoever, and you're out and sort of the group is behaving in a specific way, you speaking up, like let's say you're getting horrible service at a restaurant and nobody really tends to speak up. If you speak up and say like, you know what, we're really trying to be super gracious and understanding. It seems as though you've you've been extremely upset with our party for some reason? Is there something that we need to rectify here? What we're really looking for is just a really nice place on the patio. You you starting to embody speaking up for yourself mm-hmm. or establishing a boundary. Like maybe you and your siblings are always up against something really challenging with your parents. And you tell your, your siblings, like, listen, here's how I'm going to approach it. And then you really do. And you stand in your power and you say, you know what? I don't want to do Christmas like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not going to. And here's what I'm going to tell mom and dad. Or here's what how I'm going to approach it. Please know it's not from this place. And so you're leading through example of like, here's what I will and won't tolerate anymore. It's excusing yourself from conversations. It's if people are talking mad shit about the boss or all of the things that are are not working. It's you standing up and being like, you know what? I really would rather focus on what we can do versus what we can't. So I'm just going to, if you guys are up for it, awesome. If not, I'm just going to kind of excuse myself from this combo. It's doing those those things. It's being demonstrative. You are mm. actually showing by what you're saying and doing that there is a different modus operandi, mode of operation. Yes. There's a new way. There's a new circuit board, essentially. So that is really something that you cannot overlook. And in fact, this is a huge piece of teaching personal development to children is showing them what you are willing to accept, to tolerate, and what you will not accept or tolerate. And in fact, I'm going to link in the show notes to a pod I did specifically about teaching personal development to children because uh, a lot of that is actually around emotional intelligence, which I think will be really helpful for you. Today, what I'm talking about primarily are where there's people in your life that you see the pain and you know that you could kind of help and you don't know quite how to address it. That fourth one, sharing by boundaries and speaking up, leading by example, that can be one of the toughest. But I'll tell you what, this profession keeps me fucking honest. It keeps me in integrity. 
because I cannot say this stuff to you and then walk outside and somebody says something offensive and me let it slide. Mm -hmm. I have to stand in that. And I would encourage you to do the same. It's like once your eyes are opened, keep them fucking open. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we're going to have – it's going to be seamless. There are times when I have to declare the do-over and I have to go, you know what? I should have handled that differently. I should have said something differently. But I'm aware of it and here's my game plan for next time, right? We are fallible. I get it. But leading and by example, walking your talk, really controlling how you respond to your volatile uncle when everybody in the family has responded a different way all throughout the years and you just – you handled yourself differently. That's right. People see that shit. They That's notice right. it and they go, whoa, I noticed you handled Dan really differently than you normally do. What's going on? And then mm-hmm. you can be like, you know what? I just, I, you know, I've been listening to some podcasts lately or I did this course. Or I've been reading these books or whatever. You can start I, offering and inviting. I like that approach so much better because people are coming to you for information instead of you even like saying, oh, I have some information. Do you want it? You know, I, I like that you are leading an example and people go, I like how you did that. How, how, what's changed for you? You know, like I really like that approach. And I think that's a much better way to go, to be honest. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But like I said, when all these are different situations, I get it. When you start doing that though, you might have them fall in one of those three categories. They Mm -hmm. might be, Oh my God, how did you stand up to dad? Tell me what's happening where they're right. stoked and they want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be happy for you. Like, good for you that you're standing up to dad now. Oh, how awesome for you. And you're hippie bullshit. You know, right. they might be, you know, making fun of you, that sort sure. of a thing. So it depends where they fall. Because once you do start establishing those boundaries, they might come to you and go, how are you doing it? Right. Or they might come to you and go, why are you rocking the boat? especially in family dynamics. Sure. Why do you have to be so difficult? They make you wrong for establishing your boundaries. Gotcha. And so it really depends on what they're coming to you for. Mm. And you have to be aware of like, are they ridiculing my boundary or are they envious of my boundary and want to start to learn how to do that themselves? Right. But even if they're ridiculing my boundary, I still have to be comfortable and confident enough with my boundaries to just say, well, that's the boundary that I've set. So That's right. You know, that's how it is. My favorite tool to use in that regard as far as communication hack is intention. And so like if you're mm, if that's good. it's either what your intention is, what it isn't, what you assume theirs is, what you assume theirs is not. So it would sound something like, "Oh, I I see that, you know, obviously that it's really really hard for you. I'm sure it's not your intention to make me feel guilty <laughs> for standing up for myself, but I really have to take this this strong footing in order for me to have some peace. Please mm-hmm. know my intention is not to cause disruption in the family. Right. Please know that my my intention truly is to take care of myself and just to acknowledge what what really does and does not work for me. Mm-hmm. I hope you can mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, and they might not. They may not. And so, again, that's why it's important to continue to leave the door open, but not be forceful. Let's recap this a little bit. You're likely that you're going to have three types of receptivity to your personal development. People who are stoked and on board and have been waiting for you to get there because they're into it. People who are happy for you but don't really want to hear about it. And then people who make you wrong or maybe make fun of you a little bit. So what not to do, don't tell them what to do about their path, their solutions, their antidotes, etc. Instead, try one of these four methods. Share from your own personal experience Offer and invite them. Number two, share by acknowledging your pull to want to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. 
as a lead-in sort of phrase. Number three, share with fun and positive games that are kind of light and jovial. That's great for the workplace or people who you aren't super attached to or close to. And number four, share through boundaries, speaking up, leading by example. I'm hoping that this is giving you a little bit more ammo to go out and deal with it because it's really kind of like a fish out of water. You feel really amazing, but then you also feel like, what do I do with all these people who I don't, all of a sudden I don't feel as connected or we're not on the same wavelength or maybe they're making fun of me. I'm hoping that this is giving you a little bit more of um, a jumping off place to start handling this in a way that's a little more fruitful. Any other thoughts that you wanted to add, baby doll? No, it's just really good information. It's great stuff. Yay. Good stuff, babe, as always. I felt good about this one. You know I like to, <laughs> to crystallize and quantify. And I, I really, it's one of the things that, that I acknowledge that I'm good at is I am able to distill personal development, non-tangible concepts into step-by-step action. Yes, I love that. And that's why I think people get unbelievable life-transforming results out of Deep Down and Dirty. It, it's partly how it's presented but then it's also a lot of them taking the action and actually implementing those steps that's that that's the truth so anyway hope that you guys have an amazing rest of the week i sure as fuck will because i'm heading out to mexico go get it girl i wish i could take you in my suitcase you will i'm gonna just stuff myself in the side pocket well i'm gonna have to get charged for an oversized load (laughs) because you're you're a tall drink of water On that note, we hope to see you guys over in After Hours, and we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.